Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gems of History podcast. I am your host, Jacob Shop, and joining me as always, I have my co-host, Evan Roosh. What's going on, everyone? And special today, we do not have Mark Steinbrenner. We have Brandon Shiley. Hey, everyone. Hey, yo, new <laughs> new uh, co-host alert. Wee, 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 Our friends just disappeared. They hate us now. So mm-hmm. right, it's, it's and too- that we are now just the Gems and Pals podcast yep. <laughs> with a little sprinkle of history. I've secretly been here the whole time. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> yep. So Brandon is actually Evan's housemate. So he has housemate. What the fuck? <laughs> known about this for a while. Well, he is. Is yeah. he? I've not? never. I just always heard it as like roommate. I mean, you don't we have just. Be, a, I don't got a house, not a room. Yeah, <laughs> you have a you have a whole house. I mean, sorry, that threw me off. <laughs> Continue with our start off strong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he has known about this for the whole time, pretty yeah. much. So I mean, he's it's been awesome to watch. Been a follower. He knows our ups and downs, our our flaws. He's been very <laughs> gracious with me turning our basement into a recording studio every Friday <laughs> as well. Yep. Hey, at least I have friends on Fridays. That's <laughs> right? That always leads to us like going out and, yeah. or like having bonfires and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even always a special one tonight. Always ends up with us drinking way more than we probably should. But hey, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I think the list- listeners kind of get that drift from us. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Especially this end of the table. <laughs> but yeah, how-, how have you enjoyed being a listener so far? I've been loving it. It's been fun watching my friends make this and... um. Yeah, I love listening to it every Monday. It makes my Mondays so much better. <laughs> love it. Hell yeah. We we appreciate your support. I mean, it means a lot to have friends that are back in what we do is yep. like a hobby. And I mean, it's just cool to see that people actually enjoy something that we came up with on the fly pretty much. So <laughs> Yeah, you guys are doing awesome. It's well, awesome. thank you. I'm guessing you don't participate in the... Uh... The shots with trivia, like we always yeah, encourage no, our I'm guests to drive a forklift around. So probably shouldn't, <laughs> you're not holding a bottle next to you, and making no, sure you're taking yeah. them if you get around. Shots of coffee, maybe. Right, <laughs> just like nice espresso shots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us, filling in for Mark this week, yeah, and excited. we're excited to have you out. So it should, it be, should be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Again, gems and pals. We're just gonna go through like the entire list of friends that we have to be co-hosts. Good way to do it. I don't have that ready, so like if you want to do that, you can. But <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll need to find some. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to everybody listening. If you're new here, uh, we are a loosely based history podcast <laughs> that just is here to have fun. We do some uh, some research on some topics that may not be more mainstream stuff, just so you guys can hear some fun stories, and hopefully, you guys can learn a little something along the way. But I, I noticed that we do have some listeners in new countries that haven't popped up before this past like month or so. So welcome to everyone new. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> it's it's a fun time. We like to have fun around here. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys stick around and rate us on iTunes. So if you do that, give us five stars. We would prefer five stars at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps us out a lot. It does get us into more of the recommended areas and more people can see us and then we can get some more listeners and everyone can have a good time. So thank you to everyone who's rated us so far and thank you to everyone who will rate us in the future. But we appreciate all of the kind words. It means a lot to us. So I'm definitely picturing. Yeah. Well, first off, like, thank you guys a ton. I mean, that's crazy that we have people in different countries like 14 different countries 14 that different have listened countries. to our podcast. That's insane. I'm so. just picturing like them hearing like 
shit show like what does that mean like and googling it just wait (laughs) don't don't click on images just go listen to any other episode and you'll understand yeah they're like oh yes trying to understand evan slurs in the (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah if this is your first time listening welcome and if you like what you hear on this episode do definitely go back and listen to the rest of them i think we have a lot of fun topics that we've covered so far and Hopefully, we will cover many more fun topics in the future, so look forward to all of that. But around here, we like to uh, start our episodes off with a little round of trivia between the, the three co-hosts, usually three co-hosts up to this point. So, I don't know, Evan, you want to start us off this week since you're going to be leading, the, leading us with the story? Sure, sure. So, my question for you two lovely gentlemen. Oh, and by the way, oh. trivia... Results in shots if we get it wrong. Oh so I, I forgot to mention that key aspect. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, that's uh, usually our downfall. So Big like you can guy. set your watch to like minute 41, 42 yeah. of the episode. And it's like, oof, wow, they can. Uh... If you hear the slurs, oh, yeah. you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like with me. I have the dumbest like drunk voice of all time. Yeah. Like imagine yeah. this like at like 0.5 speed, like do 0.5 speed. Or like just, I think it's like half speed on like Apple podcast. And uh, (laughs) that's essentially what it sounds like whenever I speak. Yeah. Your drunk voice is definitely more noticeable than most, but it's very hard to hide. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll get you there. Yeah. I mean, going to be doing a lot of talking today, so I should honestly just like get started with this trivia question then, huh? Probably. So. Who among these men is not traditionally considered to be one of the founding fathers of the United States? In case you were wondering. <laughs> A. Never heard of it. Patrick Henry. B. John Trumbull. C. Samuel Adams, not the rapper. And D. George Mason. First of all, I don't even know who the second person yeah, is. I didn't either. <laughs> Can you say that one again? Oh, I'll go through them. A. Patrick Henry. B, John Trumbull, C, Samuel Adams, not the brewer, or D, George Mason. I think I got to go with Trimble. Jermall, okay. I'm going to go with George Mason. George Mason. So Sounds like a Bucks player. (laughs) The correct answer, and on his first ever trivia question, it's B, John Trimble. Let's go. All right, I guess I'll take Give me out of here. for that. That's big day, big day for Brando. Well, kind of way to take the shot. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, no, let's, <laughs> hey, right, cheers right, to your first cheers. first ever podcast appearance. <laughs> woo woo. I'm just assuming you can put in like fireworks in the background. Yeah, I could. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Evan was flailing his arms up and down mm-hmm. just for those of you that can't see us right now. Yes, just uh, put in that sound effect, please. I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. Um, who would like to oh, go? I was, I was waiting for you to give like some background information on that, but no, it's a very straightforward question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I uh, I mean, as as per usual, uh, looked this up today, and I actually did like an entire U.S. history quiz. Freaking killed it! Like, I still got it. Nice. I I know I sound like a dork and like not smart on this podcast, but like random history facts. Your boy is good. You act like the rest of us do sound smart on this right? podcast because none of us do. I wonder if anyone's listening to this and be like, how do they not know about John Trumbull? No right. idea who that is. Yeah. Absolutely. Got it right, though, so. Never heard of that <laughs> name before, but. That's it. Looking it up. Brandon, you want right. to go next or you want me to? Yeah. 
I got it. All I right. told you guys I'd bring you a golf one, so. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> For those of you that don't know Brandon, he is a very avid golfer. So. Love it. Love it. So here it is. Who hit the longest drive in PGA Tour history? Pretty straightforward. Is it A, Dustin Johnson, B, Tiger Woods, C, Bryson DeChambeau, or D, his br- buddy Brooksy? Brooksy. <laughs> They're best buds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Honestly, I never knew like I needed a rivalry in golf more than like those two. Yeah, yeah. I never knew I needed golf beef before that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's so that's about it. It's, it's so funny. The Twitter. video of him in the interview just looking absolutely exhausted <laughs> after he hears him. Oh, oh it's so good. funny. For those of you that don't so know, Brooks and, <laughs> Brooks and Bryson are in like a, a little bit of a feud. And yeah. uh, I don't remember which one. Was it Brooksy that was inter- being interviewed? Yeah. 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 So he Bryce was being past him. Yeah, he was being interviewed, and the other guy walked behind him during the interview and said, "Let's go, Brooksy." And <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, he has like metal cleats, and somehow that just got in Brooks's head, <laughs> just rolling his eyes. Just the click clack of the cleats. Yeah. Yep. Did, Did like he ever it. watch like an Under Armour commercial growing up? <laughs> right. Well, I think it's just because he thinks Bryson's such a meathead that he has to wear metal cleats. Yeah, like, and he also guy. wears a stupid hat. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, I'm going to say Dustin Johnson. Ooh, I like that. After I just kind of ripped him apart, I think I do have to go with Bryson because all he does is all he does is bomb him. Hits bombs, yeah, he definitely does. Well, in 2002, damn it, <laughs> at the 18th Kapalua in in Hawaii, Tiger Woods hit the longest drive. See, that was like really. The, see, that was like the answer that everyone's like, you should pick that exactly. Yeah. But it's also the answer is like it's not gonna be right because it's too obvious. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking like he's so known for his like wedge game too. Yeah, well, like, he's known for everything really. That yeah. is also true. Yeah. He's the like best golfer of all. <laughs> but Bryson's changed the game with his distance, so it is a kind of a tough one. Four hundred ninety-eight yards, by the way. That's like, insane. Yeah. Did he drive the green? I don't know. I don't think so. It's a big part five there, but holy cow. Yeah. And here's another fun fact for you, though. The unofficial longest drive was by Carl Cooper in 1992. Hit a downslope of a cart path, 787 yards. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Did he yeah. hit it to, like, the next course? Like, not oh, even pretty much. It took him three shots to get back to the next hole, to that <laughs> oh, hole. My oh, <laughs> Double my bogeyed it on a 700-yard drive. <laughs> I mean, the fact they only double bogeyed yeah, it, like, props. That's true. insane. <laughs> I think I would have just picked up the ball and been, like... Yeah, yeah I think I drove it far enough. No, thanks. Well, oh. Evan, you and me, as usual, get this wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, right, cheers. Bye, Jacob. Bye, Evan. <laughs> I really thought somebody was going to get it. It's Tiger Woods. Somebody's got to guess I it, know. Right? That been. But that's the it's thing. Like, answer. every time we have trivia questions, there's always one answer. It's like, it's not. The it's got to be that usually, one, right? and then it's never that one. So, <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so my question, I'm doing a little bit of a different format. I'm not doing a uh, multiple choice. I'm doing true or false. So, before the Lord of the Rings movie series was made, Ooh, you have my attention. True or false? There is actually a plan to make the Lord of the Rings series with the Beatles as cast members. Huh. True or false? False. I want to have to go false too. That just seems outrageous. I hope you guys like drinking those shots <laughs> because man. it is true. The wow. Beatles of all of the yeah. out of all of the bands. Yep, there's actually a plan to have all four of the Beatles be in the Lord of the Rings movies. So, the plan was Paul McCartney was going to play Frodo. 
Ringo was going to play Samwise. Yeah. George Harrison was going to be Gandalf. And John Lennon was gonna, he was going to be a uh, good old Gollum. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I oh did not gosh. believe it when I first started either, but that's 100% true. So <laughs> That is honestly hilarious. I, I would pay a lot of money to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing like what that movie would honestly look like. Like if that actually happened, if, yeah, that would be insane. Because it would have been just made Lord of the like, Rings with cool sunglasses, basically. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of yeah, pretty much. They probably have been made like in the seventies, eighties too. Like yeah, I think before. I think the plan like originated in the sixties, but yeah, like it probably would have come out in like the early seventies. Mm-hmm. So I would have that would be a absolute cult classic if it, like i i can only imagine that it would not have been that good <laughs> oh they would have broken a song for no apparent it may have just been a musical honestly yeah like who knows we, we would never maybe we would never have the lord of the rings that we have now that would be just such a travesty because i love those movies so damn oh. much so for like behind the scenes not behind the scenes of the show but when brandon and i first moved in with our other uh old roommate I believe it was, like, the Harry Potter series. Like, when we first moved into the place, we didn't have Wi-Fi for, like, a week. Yeah. So, like, we watched, like, the entire Harry Potter series. Then I think we started watching Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But, like, didn't get through the Lord of the Rings because, like, we finally just got Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, we need to, you know, play COD now. Play some video yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is fair. I mean, each movie is at least two and a half hours. So, you're watching, yeah. like, at least almost nine hours. <laughs> almost nine hours of movies. True. That's insane. And now there's, you know, with the Hobbit ones, too. So if you want to, like, make a day, it's a literal day. Like, it's 24 hours. Yeah. You get your job. And the, Hobbit's, <laughs> and the Hobbit is a single book. Yeah. That's insane. Well, they made three, almost three-hour movies out of it. That's pretty nuts. Man, I honestly love those movies so much. They're so good. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> the shots. Yeah, you guys got to take those him. shots. Like, why are you pointing at You, you can't avoid this punishment. <laughs> <laughs> But while they're doing that, just a reminder, our uh, GoFundMe is still live for our t-shirts, and uh, all the donations go directly to Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. So it's going to be live. When this releases, it's going to be live for about five, six more days. So if you do still want to donate, I will post the link for that GoFundMe in the episode description, and it's been posted on our social media, so if you can't find it there go to uh if you can't find it in the episode description go to our social medias uh at gems of history uh or at gems underscore history on twitter and at gems of history podcast on instagram just put some underscores in between each word um so if you can't find it uh in the description go to one of those but we appreciate everyone that's donated so far it really does mean a lot. We're almost halfway to our goal of a thousand dollars, and that's absolutely fantastic. We cannot say enough how much we appreciate all of the people that have donated so far, and we know that people have said that they're gonna give us money in person and everything, and that will all go straight to the donation afterwards. So, everyone that has donated, thank you so much. You're helping out a great cause, and it it means a lot to us that you are paying to support something that we started as a hobby and never thought that we would have people actually spending money to support and wear things that have something that we created right. on the front of it. So yeah. it's absolutely insane. And it, it is 
such a cool feeling. So thank you, you are, so much. You guys are selling yourself short. You guys are pretty cool people. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, best friend of 15 years. <laughs> yeah, we did not pay him to say that. We promise. <laughs> right? Yeah, just to add to what Jacob said, I mean, it's absolutely incredible that, I mean, one, that we were able to get to 1,000 like listens, downloads, or whatever, which kind of like spurned this all on. But I mean, the donations, every time like I get a notification that someone donates that GoFundMe, tear up a little bit it's pretty awesome i mean just the fact that we're all you are all so supportive and um <clears throat> should i get into like the details of the actual like event yeah sure weekend? i mean we can recap it real quick so yeah so just quick recap of what we're planning to do for the actual event uh the actual bar crawl event again it's in cedarburg wisconsin we're all going to meet at one o'clock on saturday june 19th at maxwell's um from Maxwell's, we'd be going to three other bars: the Stilt House, North Forty Eight, or is it Bar Fort? North Forty Eight. Yep, North Forty Eight. And then we're going to finish up. Oh goodness! Excuse me. Then we're going to finish up at a bar called Rebellion. So I mean, for parking wise, I mean you can plan accordingly. They're all within yeah, quarter of so a mile ba- walk. So downtown Cedarburg, you can park on the street anywhere. And I mean, we're going to be walking from bar to bar, so it's not like they're that far apart. You can you can walk within a mile of each one of these bars less than a mile probably so Mm -hmm. it it's all going to be really a close vicinity it's hopefully going to be nice weather it's been nice weather the past couple weeks so yeah we're looking forward to seeing all of you out there if you can make it that's awesome if you can't thank you for supporting us and we will get you your shirts at the uh, earliest convenience but Mm -hmm. yeah we're looking forward to it it's going to be a great time yeah and then just one final note um just with a reminder for the raffle we are raffling off two Packers home tickets at Lambeau Field. So whoever does attend the event, um, I forget how we're pricing the tickets. We'll give more details about that later unless yeah, you have them now. I think we haven't really decided pricing-wise yet, but we're we're going to figure it out before then, and you guys can buy some tickets. and yep. Go watch Jordan Love. Yeah. No, don't say that. No. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has yet to show up to minicamp, yeah. so... <laughs> hey, he did tweet, after the Bucks won uh, last night, he did tweet a W on his with, Twitter. With a, with a, yeah, with a pound hashtag. sign. <laughs> what is that? A pound sign. Okay, is he still, damn. like, an owner? Of the yeah, he's the owner he of the Bucks. Okay. So he's, like... He's still invested a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. I don't understand why he would leave, but... Anywho, I mean, bar have, crawl. They have weekend. been dicking him around quite a bit, so I, I can't blame him for being yeah, upset. But let me rephrase that. Do definitely blame the Packers for all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of been a shit show. As <laughs> is this podcast, <laughs> right? Like we are twenty minutes in and have not uh, even done a little little bit of history. Nah, who except it? for John. Well, except for John Trumbull, who, by the way, let me go back. He was an American artist of the early Independence period. Notable for his historical paintings of the American Revolutionary War, which he was a veteran of. Of course, yes. He is known as the painter of the revolution. Not a founding father, though. Not a founding father. <laughs> Sounds like he dropped the ball. Yeah. He's uh, very killer with those uh, brush strokes. Hey, I guess he's good at stroking it. <laughs> Take a lap. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Take a lap. Nope. What did I do? <laughs> Everyone, like, just... Take explain, the earphones explain off. Explain to the court what I did wrong. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> are, we, are we ready to get into your topic? 
What if I actually just said no? <laughs> I, I actually have no notes. Like yeah. I thought this was on you. Yo, I thought we were just gonna talk. <laughs> I mean, we can. We're already we're already almost twenty one minutes in. So, right. so today, for the lovely listeners, we are gonna be diving into Vikings. Yes, Ooh. let's go. So this is actually like one of the first, like when we first started doing this podcast, like I created like my top five lists of topics i want to get done uh one was samurai because duh and i want to say like two was something about the civil war and like vikings was also in there so i really wanted to dive into the vikings just their culture i mean we're going to talk about how they actually discovered north america fuck off christopher columbus i cannot say that more um absolute scrub (laughs) yeah and like just kind of like the actual impact that they've had not only on culture today but for 300 years, they were just, like, the early pirates, essentially. Like, casting fear into an entire continent. It's, which, I mean, for the people at the time, probably probably stunk. But, like, looking back at it, 1,200 years uh, with hindsight, pretty cool. So, it's funny because, for those of you that don't know, and I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show, but I'm a, I'm a big D&D nerd, Dungeons & Dragons. So I actually had written out like a whole campaign for uh, a few of my friends and we we ended up not really going through a lot of what I had planned out but a lot of it was Norse mythology themed. So I did a lot of research on like the different realms of Norse mythology and the different gods and all of that stuff. So I'm super excited to hear a lot of this stuff because Norse mythology is so intriguing because there's so many questions about where it originated and all of the background to it. So it's this this is gonna be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just with that, just the mythology, it's super interesting, and it's also very. Again, I love drawing parallels to all the different uh, cultures and religions that have just been a part of human history. Um, for instance, like Ragnarok, which is a huge thing with, you know norse mythology it's very similar to like the end of which is like the norse mythology's version of the end of the world like it's super familiar to the end of the world like in the bible like the end of the world with like what the greek god said make a note we need to do an episode about end of the world stuff yeah absolutely <clears throat> but yeah, i mean their culture is actually just insane and like that that's what gave us like marvel movies like thor loki <laughs> Uh, Odin, like the Valkyries, like they're all like super integral to culture today. And essentially Christianity, shout out that they kind of like tried to their best to get rid of, you know, this entire culture, mindset, everything. Um, not I, begging on Christianity. Like I always want to make that note when we record these. Um, but just at the time, keep in mind, this is probably like what a couple years before or after the witch trials. That's oh, this was Europe? way before. Yeah, I think this is like the 1300s, so it was probably like 200 years before. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so like the Viking era, quote unquote, ended in like 1066. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, this was way before. Yeah, so. but just the general thing was like, gotta get all these uh pagans out of here, whether it's through baptism by force or baptism by you know the water. Okay, so I'm way I off mi- topic. <laughs> I might butcher this, and if I get it wrong, I'm gonna edit this out, but. <laughs> another trivia question for you guys that has no repercussions if you get it wrong true or false the mcu actually misrepresented loki's relationship to odin and he was actually odin's brother in norse mythology oh wow 
That is true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I figured it's true if you're saying Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the MCU he's actually uh portrayed as Thor's brother and Odin's mm-hmm. son, but I believe in Norse mythology he's actually Odin's brother. Okay. So Yeah, Loki is traditionally essentially the Norse Satan. Yeah, he's the trickster. Yeah. <clears throat> so again, parallels and cultures. Yeah, absolutely. Also, if you're an anime fan and you like this episode, go watch Vinland Saga because it's mm. primarily based around a lot of Norse themes. So, Evan, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it's fantastic. I definitely will. Not a sponsor. But I definitely will. <laughs> Amazon Prime <Sponsor> Video. <laughs> sponsor Ooh. us, please. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we could use the money. <laughs> All, like, however many listeners we have, just, like, at Amazon Prime. <laughs> like, hey, you should really... Start doing like a podcast branch of your entertainment. Where you at, Bezos? I mean, Walmart has right? podcasts, so if he's going if, to space, he's kind of busy. Yeah, he is kind of busy. Mm-hmm. But if Walmart has a podcast, then we can get sponsored by Amazon. Because what the fuck does Walmart need a podcast for? <laughs> True. Like just like the organization. Walmart Radio has a podcast or something like that. I don't even know what they talk about. The spanking hot deals and prices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Come get your collard greens next <laughs> week. Come out and find more deals. That's actually insane. Okay, back to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so, to the most out of the blue podcast uh, in the world, Brandon. Dude, I love our awesome. chaos energy that we have going. We have a ton of chaos energy. I went golfing before this, and I have been having a couple beers. So. <laughs> I'm really excited for this to be Jacob's Lizzie, Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yes. I don't I don't know if it'll be that bad, but I mean I've already introed the show and been okay, so hopefully I can sure. keep this going. But right, you haven't brought up like the blue and gold dress yet or sinister. <laughs> out I mean of those two nowhere. shots sinister, haven't kicked yeah. in yet, so we'll see. I know I'm stalling by not getting into my topic. <laughs> We're almost thirty minutes in and we still have not talked about anything of your topic. Still so good, at least. got fifteen slides, so let's roll. Let's hit it. So back to Vikings. So kind of like the general perception of a Viking when you think of like a just a Viking in general, you're thinking of more of like a muddy kind of like a seafaring person wearing those those horned helmets. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson just running <laughs> all over the Packers. Yeah. Um, kind of covered like I don't know, just smelling like the sea. Turns out they were actually not really like that. So no, there's literally no historical backing to the. Like horned helmets that Vikings traditionally wore, they pretty much just wore like leather, almost like our like the early football days, like early football helmets, kind of like that. Like wore that, like they did have shields, axes, they did a ton of raiding, but they also had a huge, huge emphasis on like arts and crafts, which are super, super represented in like their longships. Um, so I just wanted like right away kind of dispel like those kind of common misconceptions, I guess. Let me also preface. They raided an entire continent for 300 years, so they were very badass, very warrior, you know, or like violence-proned, but they never wore horned helmets, I guess. Their huh. ships, though, if you see, like look up pictures of quote-unquote salvaged ships from that era, they're absolutely beautiful. They're, yeah. they're so, so cool, cool looking. Yeah. Oh, the amount of like art that went into each one. And they're still preserved after, like, a thousand years, dang near. It's super cool. 
So, like I mentioned, the Vikings were a seafaring people, essentially from the late 8th to the early 11th century, who essentially established a name for themselves as traders, explorers, and, like we mentioned before, raiders. While these people are often attributed as savages, raiding the more civilized nations for treasure and women, the motives and culture of the Viking people are much more diverse. These raiders also facilitated many changes throughout the lands, from economics to warfare. So on that point, did you guys know that the city of Dublin in Ireland, which is now the capital city of Ireland, was actually founded by Vikings? And it turned, they just had like such great success with trade. I mean, they were a hub of culture and all that. That essentially just made that city their capital. I mean, it makes sense though, because Ireland's more or less just in like island nation. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that that would be a big trading hub. Also, they just really like to drink. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) I mean, I'm very much Irish. So (laughs) maybe that's where I get it from. Sure, sure. Blame it on that. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'm just playing. Anything my... bad Evan does, he blames it on. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm part Irish. It's fine. I'm just yeah, right. I'm just blaming like great 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 grandpa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, don't you know, laddie? <laughs> oh, the Blarney Stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he drove the snakes off the island there. <laughs> Dare? <laughs> I don't know. I do not know how to speak Irish. Speak, it's speak just I know, but I don't know how to speak in the accent. <laughs> oh, laddie, you need a little help with your accent. I said laddie, so I got that part right. Uh, I was actually trying to say lady. but <laughs> <laughs> You're part Irish, you should know. Oh, man. So Vikings were essentially considered the early pirates. Like you did that episode about the golden age of piracy. Vikings literally went all over the place doing the same activities, ranging from the... Uh, like ranging from the Mediterranean Sea, ranging from the actual rivers in Europe, because their long ships were just specially designed. They were one of a kind ships that had no business being that great at the time. Like they could go across oceans or they could sail like up a creek. I mean, they were absolutely tremendous in how they were built. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I mean, it allowed them to get literally anywhere. I mean, they even raided Paris, which isn't like a coastal town. Um, simply through going through rivers. I mean, you, you kind of have to think though. Like they came from that little trio of islands that is north of Europe, so they kind of had to implement some sort of sailing, mm-hmm. like into their culture, because otherwise, how are they going to expand in any way, unless people are coming to them? But I assume no one's really coming north because most of the people are going south if anything, to try and trade with, like, the uh, Northern African and stuff mm-hmm. like and coming over to North America. So, I mean, you can't really blame them for having to be seafaring people. Absolutely, and, like, I'll get into this in a little bit. Like, the main reason why they started pillaging and raiding is because, I mean, Scandinavia is a harsh land, especially for, I mean, people at the time. Like, it's very cold. The soil isn't great. So, like, they kind of had to do this to survive, essentially. Mm-hmm. Build your ships or die out there. Right? Nope. <laughs> I'm not trying to die in Finland. Yeah. No. <laughs> no offense, Finland. Do we have listeners in Finland? I I can look, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Finland. 
<laughs> if we do have any listeners in Finland, we're sorry. <laughs> and we're going to cut that, hopefully. <laughs> Just, no, we're not. We're going to leave it in. Oh, man. People are going to hate Finland, me. you're getting some recognition, <laughs> like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> So during the Viking Age, Viking men from different villages would hop into their longboats and sail around pillaging again, just literally all over the world, which wasn't really common or uncommon, like just throughout cultures, again, drawing those parallels. Whenever spring and summer hit throughout the entire world, that essentially was like conquering season, if you will. Like right now we have like hot girl summer and like all that white boy summer whatever that is <laughs> like don't know what it is like the ancient greeks would like when they were back to just being like city states like sparta athens um the rest of them <laughs> like whenever it turned like the weather got nice they were like hey we're gonna go fight some people sailor summer sailor yeah, summer yeah, sailor summer <laughs> sails out for the boys <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, uh Vinland Saga, the anime that I mentioned, they portray that c- pretty well because uh, there's a, a whole section of the show where it ends up being winter and there's a whole thing about how they're going to uh, handle combat between two different warring parties and how they're going to get different supplies because they're relying on a lot of wagon trains and stuff like that to, mm-hmm. to get their supplies to different places. And if you're trying to get over frozen rivers and... 12 to 24 inches of snow it's going to be tough to get anything done especially if your cattle aren't going to move or are passing away because it's just harsh environment so that's a that's a big part of why these people had to look to other areas of the world to try and sustain themselves just the point of like winter overall like ragnarok which is the end of the world for like in norse mythology they describe it like it's just three winters in a row so imagine like nine months of winter and like that, like at the time that was like these people's like biggest fear, like nine months of straight winter, you know, I which mean, like makes total I mean, three total winters sense. in a row for us in Wisconsin would be like 18 months in a row Oh man! because yeah. half the year here is basically winter. I would get so fat because during the winter, all I do is just like sit in this basement and like slug IPA. Hibernation. <laughs> yes, yeah. very much so. So while many would believe that these raiding expeditions entailed the raiding of monasteries and cities along the coast, most expeditions were actually uh, done with the goal of trade and actually enlisting as foreign mercenaries. So granted, like there was like plenty of raiding, like let's not get wrong with that, but a lot of it was done for trade. You know, like Scandinavia has you know access to seals, so seal fat for candles and other things, and like just kind of that general oil whatever fat is used for, um, they traded that all over the place. So they are very much known for the raiding, completely deservedly, because we're going to get some pretty crazy points. But a lot of it was mostly actually trading. I mean, they have a reputation for a reason, so. Yep. So just the general Viking Age, which I've kind of mentioned a couple times, it lasted from roughly 800 AD to 1066 AD. And it ended, for anyone that recognizes that uh, 1066 AD, do either of you, something in England happened? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm a history podcast host, so I definitely know, but I'm just going to let you tell uh, you know, yes, yes, what yes, it yes, is. Yep. So. That's yes. what I was going for, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon knows, 100%. <laughs> so the Viking Age essentially ended um, in 1066. There Black was Black. a... Is it the Black Flag or no? No, no, okay. no, no. 
1066, that's when um, the then king of England, whose name is escaping me, which sucks because I researched History this all day. Podcast. <laughs> History, History podcast. History podcast. So essentially, there were after the king of England died, there were three almost buyers for the throne. One was William of Normandy, one was Harold Williamson, and the other was Harold Hagdrasen, who was the Viking king of, like, I believe it was Sweden at the time. And Harold Hagdrasen lobbied to, you know, conquer England or to gain access to the throne through conquering England. So he took all of his Viking pals, like, through all of Scandinavia to England, and they were famously defeated um, on the fields of a battle that I'm currently forgetting because history podcast. We're good at this. Yes, we're tremendous we're, at we're this. We're very good at this. But he was defeated in England, drove out of there, and that is essentially what stopped, you know, history or stopped history, stopped Viking <laughs> expansion. History ended at that point. That's why we haven't covered anything else. Yep, Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> but during the Viking Age, the reach of Scandinavian people extended to literally all the corners of Northern Europe. As well as other nations, such as, you know, there was actually farthest report records of Vikings that were in Baghdad, like in the Middle East. So imagine, like, Eric the Red, like that kind of like iconic figure of Viking lore, like Leif Erikson, just like trotting down in Baghdad, like in the desert. So they, like, literally. Just getting absolutely roasted. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine the sun. Absolute tomatoes. Like, <laughs> no way they did not get pink as fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was outside for 15 minutes without my shirt on, and I got a little burnt. <laughs> oh, I mean, you Today. guys saw my legs today. Holy! No, like, yeah. <laughs> Thank God we're a podcast in the audio format. Yeah, y'all this would be that. an absolute mess of tan lines. <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah, Brandon uh, drives a forklift for his job, and yep. he. He has been struggling. <laughs> oh, yeah, outside of my legs. That's all I got. And then the top of my arms. And then I got the golf tan going too. So I got oh, the yeah. Hat, it, tan it's been like <laughs> 90 or so for the past like week and a half in Wisconsin. And we are not used to this much sun Brutal. straight away. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's just the humidity that oh, gets you. It ya. gets you. There's no wind, you know. I know. If we just get a cool breeze, oh. <laughs> cool breeze, cool beers. Ooh. Oh, yeah, bud. <laughs> oh man welcome to our lives right but anyway again like they were just expanding all over the place trading all over the place trading goods like fur tusks and like i mentioned seal fat and they did this all on the backs of the longship and i googled the or researched the actual process of making a longship and it's pretty incredible so to begin the shipbuilding process, the Vikings would drive wedges into freshly cut trees until the wood splits along the grain. Up to 20 great oaks might be cut down for a single ship. The wood was shaped and arranged so that the planks fit together perfectly in a clinker construction, overlapping like a fan. Now in clinker shipbuilding, the outside is started first and then the frame is put inside of it. According to living history sites, Regia and Glorum. The ship was coated with a watertight mixture of tar-soaked animal hair, wool, or moss, and stabilized with iron rivets. God, that thing had to smell so bad. I can't imagine. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> but the end result was an incredibly fast and flexible longship that nothing could catch. So keep in mind, 
This thing was just built out of like great oaks, animal hair, or like moss, and it crossed the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, and think about Columbus's ships, like how for the time they were state of the art. And this little old, and I don't want to say dinky, but like 600 to 400 years later. Yes, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I've played with Lincoln Logs, so I know how to build stuff. So, right. I mean, I can't say that I couldn't do it, but... <laughs> I mean, it just take us a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, a year at most. Six months. Yeah, we could do it. <laughs> so, to steer the ship, the men rowed with a series of oars supplemented with large sail, most likely made of wool. And rather than a rudder, the longships had a steerboard fastened to the right-hand side of the ship at the stern. Uh, and that is according to... Excuse me. That is according to the Royal Museum of Greenwich. Nice. So the most like famous raid of the Vikings, which kind of literally started the Viking era, was the raid of Lindisfarne. So Lindisfarne was a small island located off the northeast. You know about this one, Brandon, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. It- very familiar with yeah, the Yeah, we'll, we'll let Evan take Game it, Thrones, but I mean, right? me and Brandon could go on for hours yeah. about this. So. That's right. the one well, with the dragons. That's very... George R.R. Martin. Yeah. We should get him on the podcast. That'd be incredible. I don't think I want him on the podcast. Oh, is he weird in real life? Probably. Oh, I mean, have you read his books? That is fair. So I'll say, like... I've watched the show. It's the most fricked I, up show. I can't yeah. imagine what goes on in his brain It'd behind be an the scenes. Podcast, that's for sure. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him. He's just like he looks like Santa. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a big Santa looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do not want to hear an big... SLG Santa looking guy. Do not want to know what Santa looking guy has behind the scenes of his brain. Right. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, Lindisfarne was a small island located off the northeast coast of England. And it was well known as an abbey of learning, famous throughout the continent for the knowledgeable monks. So essentially it was a religious site. You know, there were monks there essentially just dedicating their lives to both Christianity as well as just learning in general. Had a huge, huge library. Almost to, I I don't want to say the Library of Alexandria type, but a huge library containing a ton of knowledge. And during the raid, Vikings killed the monks either throwing them into the sea or they took them in as slaves along with many treasures of the church because everything was made of gold at the time like you're talking like crucifixes i mean there were goblets i mean everything was made of gold so i saw something today and i have did not fact check this in any sort of way let's hear it but i saw something today that was comparing the amount of gold that we have found total as i think it was the amount of gold we have found total as a human race if you condense it down into a solid piece of gold as one item and they compared it to the size of the pyramids it got like maybe a quarter of the way up the uh great pyramid well that's that's how much bigger we have are you serious yeah i i have like I said, I have literally no scientific backing for any of this. <laughs> I have not fact checked any of be it. True. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, on Twitter. I saw like if you put it into a cube, it was like maybe a quarter of the way up the base of the Great Pyramid, and it wasn't even like all the way along the Great Pyramid. It was just like 
height-wise a quarter of the way, maybe like a quarter of the way height-wise and a quarter of the way length-wise of one of the legs. So I don't know if that's true, but if it is true, that's kind of insane that we covet this precious metal that much and we've only found that little compared to other resources that we have. Folks, currency is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe. (laughs) Right? Like, that honestly is a tremendous point because, I mean, what, Fort Knox just has, like, a ton of gold, apparently? Like, we just base our entire, entire, like, livelihoods and currency on what may be there? Our entire society is based off of class wealth, so, I mean... Also true. And Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. That is true. Unregulated. (laughs) That's why everyone's scared. Yep. (laughs) So, with the raid of Lindisfarne, essentially, the entire monastery was raided, library was raised, monks were killed, either being thrown into the sea or taken as slaves, taken back to Scandinavia for the rest of their lives. And this single event set the stage for how Vikings would be perceived throughout the entire Viking Age. So, for the next 300 years. So, they were essentially, like, whenever you saw a Viking ship, it was, oh, these are savage warriors that had no respect for religion or for an appreciation for learning. And I love how history.com, which was my source, threw that in. It's like they had no appreciation for books. It's like, yes, no, or no, no, they didn't. So in the years that followed the initial raid, coastal villages, monasteries, and even entire cities, like I mentioned before, like Paris got raided by, 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 by Vikings found themselves besieged by the sea-based foreign invaders. Due to the frequency of sea attacks, many developments were actually made in developing fortifications in the forms of walled and harbors, sea-facing stone walls, and other defenses that proved to be quite effective at deterring raids. So, I mean, people of Europe essentially just had to adapt their entire harbor system to counter Vikings. Because if you think about it, I mean, there really wasn't any other threat that did this before vikings were the only people that almost had the balls to raid paris france like a huge 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 city on just these little long ships that maybe held like 20 30 people it's kind of crazy though because you think about it in terms of back then versus now so you think about how europe had to completely change the dynamic of how it defended itself versus the vikings and then you think about in terms of, let's say, World War II, the uh, the German army tried to invade Russia, and all Russia had to do was sit there. They didn't have to do anything. All they had to do was depend on their environment to help beat their enemy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of insane that a single force from the Scandinavian islands had the power to change an entire defensive structure of an, basically an entire coastal continent. Yeah to try and kind of fight against it. That, that's pretty insane. Yeah, when you break it down like that. <laughs> I mean, you don't really think, like, if you just tell someone, hey, they had to build, like, walled forts at the, on the edge of the continents, mm-hmm. you, you kind of say, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But when you think about it in, like, larger terms, it kind of is insane how much these people had to do. So Yeah, like, the raids happened, like, at night when no one was awake. I mean, out of nowhere, like unprovoked as well. So, I mean, they really did have to make a lot of advan- like advances in technology just to ward these people off. 
So now the reasoning behind the actual attacks and raids, it's it is a topic of debate among like a lot of historians. I mentioned before that I personally think the biggest reason might have just been like lack of resource in Scandinavia. You know, I mean, the winters were harsh. There was not a lot of like room for farming or anything. I mean, sure there was like great fishing, I'm sure. But I mean, that can only get you so far, especially when things maybe get a little colder. Like if the sea is a little bit too rough to go out fishing, then your family doesn't have food or something like that. So that's really in what, in my opinion, drove them to start raiding like in the entire continent of Europe. But some historians also think that it's due to Christian persecution and forced baptism of pagans to reduce the agricultural outputs in the Scandinavian region. Scandinavian region, excuse me. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I personally think, and like what I've kind of seen, it's been more geared towards there were just a lack of resources as opposed to the, you know, forced adoption of Christianity. But of course, I, I don't know. I'm, and I'm not a historian. But do you guys have any thoughts about that? I think, yeah, definitely. I would think resources just strictly on having enough trees to build all these ships they're making and yeah, <laughs> yeah, to get out of there. So, yeah, I'd definitely lean towards the resource, resources side. I mean, I understand what you guys are saying about resources, but I also think it's probably kind of a mix of like a per- it's probably closer to a 50 50 mix than you guys would think because sure. if they're coming into your country and telling you to adopt some sort of belief system that you're not familiar with and then people start buying into it then you're going to have almost a civil war of ideologies in your own country and that's going to force people to work for a certain thing versus another thing Mm. and if you're divided on that then your resources are going to be split and you're going to have less resources than the scarce resources you already had. So I, I think both of them come into it quite a bit. I mean, I I definitely think that resources is the ground rule of what a lot of this centers around, but I think the reasons for the scarcity is probably centered around both sides. So Definitely. Definitely pushed them out too, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. And I'm going to get to this in a little bit, but... Also, Europe at the time was actually kind of thriving. It's like mainland Europe, and I shouldn't say mainland, but like France, there that is now France, Germany, uh, Lithuania, even England, they were all pretty much thriving. Like they had an abundance of riches. Like monasteries just had gold, everything, essentially. Like, so there's like a lot to spare. And all the monks had grills, like. All their prayer Little beads chains. were gems. <laughs> <laughs> their chains hang low. Like, Does it, it, they all wobble to the flow. Absolutely. <laughs> <Okay. like. laughs> Shine when you show it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go that far with it. But. And I don't know the rest of the song. I don't either. But by the middle of the 9th century, so essentially 100 years after Lindisfarne, uh, the raids really picked up even more. Because, again, like I mentioned, the word spread across the Norse regions of Scandinavia that Europe essentially was extremely vulnerable. Like, their wealth was extremely vulnerable, especially those cult, like those coastal villages. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you think about it, though, Cubs, because this was probably around the time where uh, the uh, Holy Roman Empire was still probably around. So you have one central figure that's trying to control all of these far-reaching 
areas and you have all of these coastal nations that aren't as centered around the base operation of an entire empire. So you have all of these nations that pretty much have to fight for themselves because you're not going to have someone that's going to be as high powered defending these people that might be three countries away from where the central location is. That's that's completely correct. So like at the time it was called Francia. So it was a mixture of like France and Germany. And the reason why the Vikings picked on like those two continent or excuse me, countries the most was exactly for that reason. Just because like there was just a You have to spread your your resources so thin just manpower wise, because if you're centered in a southern European nation and you have to spread to these northern coasts of the mainland of Europe, I mean, you're not going to send your better guys up there because you have to keep the people that you trust close to where you're going to be stationing. So, I mean, if you're going to be located in, say, northern Italy, whatever it may be, you're going to send your maybe less resourceful people up there because you're not going to trust them as much to keep you safe personally so and these viking attacks again they they happen like an hour like entire raid could take maybe an hour like they were in and out so i mean there was no like addressing the threat essentially so if a town was unarmed or anything like that was kind of kind of curtains for them but an interesting fact like entire norse villages so entire viking villages and communities came together to actually build these ships with the sole intention of improving their lives through the business of raiding and trading. Again, just because, like, they had no other option. Fight out of necessity. But in 842 AD, Vikings ruthlessly attacked Nantes on the French coast, and because of their ability to maneuver up rivers, they went on to raid towns as far inland as Paris, Lamagas, Orleans, Tours, and nines and that's again according to history.com so that's just to the point like these long ships and essentially just the people they were able to get wherever they wanted whenever they wanted because you think back to our uh wacky wars episode where we talked about those huge french trading ships and stuff like that who were the main forces in in fighting for a while and this was even after the viking era and those were still so cumbersome. And, I mean, maybe they could, they could maneuver up rivers, sure. But, I mean, these longships were built specifically for doing whatever needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even 400 years after the fact, these people didn't really build ships to specification that could handle, let's say, a river, that, a river threat. Like, mm-hmm. it, they weren't prepared for something like that, so... It's kind of insane that these Vikings were so far ahead of the curve on just something so simple as we need something that can maneuver these narrow passageways. So, Yeah, the ship design is incredible. I mean, like we talked about before. And, I mean, the Vikings paid as much attention to art as to, I mean, the raiding. So the longships were always adorned with a carved dragon's head at the bow, which were believed to keep evil spirits away. Dragons. Yep, I yep. was right the whole yep. time. Yep. Yeah. You were way ahead of it. Yeah. I know. You were, like you said on slide two. <laughs> slide nine. Holy cow. Everyone's was like, oh no. He's on to me. Did I research this episode? <laughs> 
But that's a signature dragon head coupled with the large square red striped sail that would essentially become the signature of the Vikings struck fear into the hearts of Europeans for three centuries. So for I mean, the entire Viking era, the Vikings confined themselves to hit and run raids against coastal targets in the British Isles, particularly Ireland. They hated Ireland, apparently. <laughs> And Europe, the training center of like Dorstad, which was 80 kilometers from the North Sea, became a frequent target after 8:30. So again, just using those rivers to get to you know more in. Oh wow, I don't even know what to say. Like inland, in, inland. I was gonna say indoors. <laughs> oh no, more <laughs> inland uh, towns. So the Vikings also took advantage of the internal conflicts in Europe because Europe's always at war to extend their activity further inland. So, for example, the death of Louis the Pious, who was the Emperor of Francia, which again is modern-day France and Germany, he died in 840. His son, Lothar, actually invited an entire Viking fleet into that power struggle that happened after the death of, excuse me, Louis. And during that time, they just raided. They didn't really help him out with the actual war. And before long... Other Vikings realized that Frankish rulers were willing to pay them rich sums to prevent them from attacking sounds. So they were holding ransoms, essentially making Frankia kind of their bitch. I mean, you think about it in terms of, let's say, just a city in general. So you invite a gang of roving thieves into your city. Scoundrels, hoodlums. To help you fight a war against... I don't know, two opposing factions within your city. The 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 roving thieves are gonna do whatever benefits them. Yeah. They're not gonna help you. I mean you're just giving them extra money that they are already taking from the people that you are serving over, so didn't that happen in our in your pirates episode with um who was the pirate queen again? What was her name? Uh Ching Shi. Didn't she took over the navy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She they beat the navy and mm-hmm. then she ended up absorbing the navy into her fleet. So I mean, well, oh, yeah. whoever is gonna pay you more, that's who's gonna get yeah. the the end up mm-hmm. with you. So I mean, so with just like general Viking exploration, the Vikings set up colonies on the west coast of Greenland during the 10th century, so the 900s, and the Viking sagas tell of journeys they undertook from these Greenland colonies to the New World, so North America, specifically Canada. They mention places named Heluland, widely believed to be Baffin Island, Markland, which is believed to be the town of Labrador. Wow, the one time we don't have Mark here. Right? He has his own land. (laughs) It's like Markland and then Labrador, like Zuki's a lab. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I miss her. (laughs) And Vinland, a more mysterious location, which some archaeologists could be, or believe could be, Newfoundland. Vinland Saga. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anime. <laughs> but that's a, like the uh, the whole theme of the show is like finding Vinland, which is like this golden section of the world where <laughs> there's like a ton of golden grass and like it's just perfect weather and you can live in peace. So, I mean... I mean, that's what the biggest selling point was that. in, like, real life. Yeah, like, I mean, for, anything like, other than Scandinavian islands. <laughs> <laughs> they settled 
They sell it for Greenland, which ironically was uh, is ice. covered in ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then Iceland is like no Greenland. Famously Ooh. not hab habit hab hab habitable. Habitual. Habit. Mm. I don't know if that's a word. Um. Hab I think it hab is. Habitable. Habitual is a word, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the right, right word. We're vocabulary experts. <laughs> no English experts. <laughs> or history experts. Brandon, I'm counting on you. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Are we still going to... <laughs> nope, we're done. We're done with that one. <laughs> so this leads us to uh, good old Leif Erikson. Leif Erikson Day. Huge part of SpongeBob. We had an episode. <laughs> Happy Leif Erikson Day. Dinga, dinga, dinga. So he was son of uh, Eric the Red, who was the founder of Greenland. Again, ironically covered in ice. Very nice. And that's also when marketing was born, like how to sell a product. So historical accounts differ on the uh, events that brought Leif Erikson to North America. According to the famous Eric's saga, Erikson sailed off course on his return to Greenland and landed in North America, again, most likely Canada. He called the region where he landed Vinland after the wild grapes that grew in abundance there and the general fertility of the land. So keep in mind, he was familiar with like Scandinavia and Greenland, again, covered in ice. So he just kind of saw all this actual green, like in trees. It's like, holy cow. Saw like two trees. He's like, <laughs> whoa, what is this? <laughs> he saw grass. Yeah. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. He saw a pine cone. He's like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, just like a single apple tree. Like, wait, we can eat this? <laughs> and in another Icelandic saga, excuse me, in another Icelandic saga, the Gronlendinga saga, or the saga of the Greenlanders, scholars consider a little bit more reliable than the Eric saga. This tells us that Leif Erikson heard about Vinland from the Icelandic trader Barney Herjolfelsen, who cited North America. Barney Herjolfelsen, <laughs> who had sighted North America, who had sighted the North America continent from a ship fourteen years before Lee's voyage, but never set foot on land. Hmm. So think about it. We're relying on a sailor's lies. <laughs> so there's still like a lot of uncertainty about the actual context of Erickson's arrival in North America, specifically the exact location of the landing, because a lot of people think it was in Newfoundland. Again, like I brought up like Labrador and um excuse me, Labrador and then also Baffin Island. So there's some speculation like when Vikings actually landed in North America. But due to archaeological finds and carbon dating, it's almost certain that they discovered it hundreds of years before Columbus. Well, this was also around the time that uh High Brazil was also still around, so I mean Was it really? I, it was Celtic folklore, so I mean that would Ooh. make sense that this was probably something that they had looked for at least. Mm -hmm. And maybe they had looked for it and sailed too far and found the coast of Canada. But I mean, who knows? I honestly love that High Brazil story so much. It just ugh. I love Atlantis. Parallels. It's so cool. <laughs> Parallels <laughs> Can someone come on me on my singing, please? Yeah, that was pretty nice. I like that. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> Mariah Carey. <laughs> no, she's still on the leather chair yeah. on my right. Sorry. So after the <laughs> discovery of uh, of North America, 
Other explorers came to the rich and fertile land, which was full of game and timber. And grapes, of course, because of Vinland or Wineland. And by game, he means NBA basketball. Yes, mm-hmm. and then they played 2K21. <laughs> <laughs> and one group of Vikings actually attempted to colonize there, which included a woman who gave birth to the first European child born on American soil. Unfortunately, we don't know his name, but I'm just going to assume it was it's John like... John White. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> forever oh (laughs) man and they just had like an itch to get back there and leave promptly (laughs) absolutely cursed to never succeed in life (laughs) but unfortunately well i guess not unfortunately but they had to leave very hasty because of an altercation with the local native american people who they refer to as scralings so at present the only actual confirmed confirmed viking site in the new world is located at and of course it's french Lance Au Meadows on the northern tip of Newfoundland. This site was ex- excavated in the 1960s. And in addition to this, there's potentially three other possible Viking sites that archaeologi- archaeologists have recently <laughs> excavated in Canada. Two of the possible sites are located in Newfoundland, which would support, you know, Leif Erikson dropping in Newfoundland and his discovery of Finland. Uh, with the third site located on Baffin Island. But that could also be the guy that got off the coast 14 years before, right? I mean, it, it honestly could. I mean, we don't have really... There's not a lot of... What was his name again? Oh, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're real cute, don't you? Sometimes. His name was Barney. Um, yeah. Don't know the other part. That's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, in conclusion, I mean, Vikings have had a huge impact on our culture. I mean, both in America and obviously, of course, in Europe with the 300 years of raiding. But they essentially discovered the New World way before they honestly should have. Like, crossing the Atlantic Ocean. And keep in mind, they were in the Northern Atlantic where seas are pretty bad on just these long ships that, again, only carry like roughly 20 to 30 people. Like, that same sea sunk the Titanic. Like, not to make a joke about the Titanic, but, like, that was supposed to be a ins- unsinkable ship and a... We've heard a lot about yeah. unsinkable ships lately. Never That's right. Call your Never. Ship unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get a boat, it's definitely going to be the SS unsinkable. <laughs> Absolutely. And promptly <laughs> sunk. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely destined at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Yep. But, like, we just see, like, Viking representation and... I mean, sports teams, um, literature, movies, I mean, video games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is like one of the best-selling video games like the last couple of years. I mean, it's so prevalent in our culture and Norse mythology even, just their ideology is, I mean, it, I mean it's made its, it's way, Marvel movies. Yeah, like, I mean, it's made know. its way to like one of the most popular movie franchises of the past 20 years. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the, you can feel the impact and see the impact that's these you know raiders these brave but ruthless men and women that struck fear in the hearts of an entire continent for close to 300 years you can honestly see still to this day their actual impact which is very close i mean again like i'm a huge samurai nerd i mean it's kind of the same way it's like samurai vikings and knights like they're always prevalent and just kind of those almost figureheads for their cultures which i mean honestly i think um is very cool despite obviously 
a lot of murder, but very cool. A lot of the... uh, That's just history also. Yeah, the the biggest (laughs) cultures in the world are based on a lot of murder. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Not wrong. Not America. (laughs) (laughs) Could never be us. No, not not America. Never. We haven't murdered anyone. Never. (laughs) But, yeah, that's kind of all I... All I had for the day. That was super interesting, though. I mean, yeah. it is kind of crazy how much they've impacted, like, social norms just in the way that people live their daily lives, especially, I mean, not as much nowadays, but, like, back then. I mean, it was something that people had to fear every day, pretty much, if they were living in mainland Europe, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how much they brought into the public like i hate to bring up game of thrones all the time but right. everything you said like got drawn back to that for me and it's it's definitely super interesting bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to Man, i can't Maybe. wait for the uh like sub episodes that they're having that'll be fun <laughs> oh gosh yeah the was a prequel yeah they're whatever doing? they're called they got like a denarius one yeah We'll see what happens. I'm very excited. <laughs> Amelia Clark. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Still haven't watched the final season of Game of Thrones because I heard it's terrible. So I mean, Honestly, you still gotta watch it. You still gotta watch it. <laughs> it's disappointing, do, but it's. it's still I mean, amazing. I can I could go out on a high note of ice dragons and then just fair, leave it at fair, that. Fair enough. But Honestly, I'm probably gonna get so shit on for this take, but I thought a majority of the last season was fine. The last episode, meh, yeah. had more to be desired, but like I don't understand why people were so mad. Like, how else could they have ended it? That's I guess you can never end something but... like that. That's not gonna piss somebody off. But right, yeah. yeah. But also, the uh, showrunners were just trying to get to Star Wars as fast as possible. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's also yeah. like, yeah. Sad and truth. I mean, George R. R. Martin still hasn't finished the book series, has he? No. Yeah, so I mean... He had the entire last year to do it. Nothing was going on. I was gonna... Like, he (laughs) had so much time to actually write a conclusion and didn't. So, I mean... True. What do you expect from a series that's been going on for years? Yeah. So... He's just waiting for new trends of, like, torture and, like, weird shit to (laughs) pop up. He's just like, I have to put a selfie stick in there now. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's gonna die with a selfie stick in the rectum. Whoa. <laughs> George R. R. Martin is so hot right now. <laughs> he's kind George of insane. George R. R. Martin. He's kind of insane. So. Uh, you almost have to be. We, we've talked about George R. R. Martin a lot in this episode. True. But. Come on the pod, coward. <laughs> <laughs> Called out. <laughs> All right. Well, George R. R. Martin, you've heard your call outs. Yep. Get on Twitter and fight us. We're ready. We have a whole 20 Twitter followers. If I would ever, like, interact with that man, I'd just have, like, a million questions. I think that's how you should get more followers. Just start beef just with start beef. George or Mar- Yeah, we Mar- just got to start, like, some sort of, like, petty feud with some yeah. famous person. Yeah. Oh, or other petty... podcasts. Like, yes, yeah. other history podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, <laughs> some, like, very small feud. Like If you guys want to see the uh, Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather <laughs> podcast edition... Of us fighting some famous history podcast. 
Yes. Just just shout him out and tell him that we would we will get into the ring with them. <laughs> yeah, and... that would be the funniest shit. Like, all right, Mark, uh, six year Navy veteran. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he actually like opts out and it's just you and yep. me. <laughs> I, I don't like our chances. <laughs> don't love it. But I feel like we could pull it out. We we could be scrappy. Yeah. We could figure it out. Depends on the other podcast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are probably fighting other like history dorks and yeah, true. Never like know. we are a certain breed. It'd probably be a very even fight. <laughs> It'd be fun. That'd be for sure. Man, we could get socked a couple times. That's for sure. But I would definitely take steroids for sure. <laughs> I would get hammered before the fight, like, not feel any of the hits. <laughs> oh, Bran, what did you think about your first experience being on the pod? Man, it was really something. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of, a lot of fun listening to Evan tell me a great story. So I'd I love to be back it. sometime. Did it give or just you, come hang down Did downstairs. it give you any inspiration to, uh, like, lead an episode yourself? Like, is, oh, there, some, is there something that you'd want to, like, be passionate about that you'd want to tell yourself? Uh, I I think I definitely could find something, but man, that that would be a lot. It, I really appreciate all the work you guys have put into this. Now that I've seen it firsthand, so I don't know. I could find something though, definitely. It's it's. I think that's almost like half the fun is yeah. like you find something you're interested in and you can just do a deep dive on it and kind of mm-hmm. tell people that probably aren't interested that you have captured in a basement <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you could just blow all the information right in their face exactly yeah that could be fun definitely right? <laughs> like i think the best part is like we all have our distinct interests too yeah. like i would love to hear like your interest brand like yeah, on a definitely. topic like let you dive into it cool like i always talk about like samurai freaking dogs episode <laughs> uh like vikings i mean that's yeah, like big raids or dogs like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean me it's like conspiracies and aliens yeah, so, I definitely. Mean, yeah. i like mark too he's very alien centric yeah yeah surprisingly True. i honestly did not think that he would take that turn but no i would say i'm glad he's not here so we can bury him I, yes <laughs> i would say mark's more of like i'm just gonna cover things that aren't coming to a conclusion because he's mm-hmm. covered so many things that are unsolved surprisingly from Muzbead Munnall <laughs> not a sponsor it's so funny though because I have so many people saying like oh, I love the unsolved episodes but I also get so mad at the end because there's yeah, no that, conclusion that's my problem with that too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely it's like an hour of my life just went to like Hearing nothing. Yeah, no, yep. I gotta look up so much more and still You're not figure be out what so happened. pissed about our next group episode. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I mean, our past four four episodes, except for this one, have had no conclusion. <laughs> so the dogs one did not have a conclusion. <laughs> it, it's yeah. literally just an open ended thing about dogs. <laughs> it's like yes, <laughs> not I a have bunch a of alien now. shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be our like least listened to episode right i have no idea i'd have to look (laughs) but someone in peru and switzerland hey if you're listening thanks for sticking around (laughs) but yeah thank you evan that was that was awesome i I really enjoyed that yeah i mean i just love talking about those epic warriors of history yeah you're definitely more on like the uh large scale warrior side of things Mm -hmm. i think it's so neat like and you can also draw parallels to I mean, even samurai a little bit with Vikings, just oh. like they didn't have like a strict code, but they just kind of like did what they had to do to survive. 
like samurai were samurai essentially because they had to like it was how they were brought up and with the vikings it was the same way like you were born on the sea like mm-hmm. so and it was the only way to survive also to go pillage and do hood rat stuff with your friends <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep but yeah, thank you, Brandon, for uh, joining us for this episode. I hope you yes, had a good time. Brandon yeah, B. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I thought I, I thought it was a fun episode. So. Yeah, cool. cool. Again, chaos energy everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely a chaotic episode. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys had a good time. Uh, just a reminder, uh, if you guys want to uh, hear another Gems of Horror episode, I know that was a, a popular one with uh, the listeners, so... If you guys want to hear another episode where we tell uh, creepy tales, we kind of need your help for that. So if you guys want to send in any scary stories that you guys have, we're always open to hear them. Anything from true crime to aliens to ghosts to anything you guys to think Evan's is creepy. Drunk nights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to Ev- what? <laughs> to Ev's drunk nights. So. <laughs> oh, you Pretty think I can stories. recount those? <laughs> That's like, what I'm doing. The ghost right of in. Evan's past decisions. <laughs> you want to know why I got this scar on my forehead? <laughs> Bran was there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anything you guys think is creepy, like <laughs> send it into us because we love hearing about that stuff and we need your guys' participation to make those episodes happen. So the more you guys send, the more we'll do. So. Just speaking of like just creepy stuff, have you guys ever seen the Netflix show? It's called Haunted, where they like actually interview kind of the same thing, but more dramatized. But I was watching it, and it was a ghost episode where someone got possessed. And I was watching it a little bit late night with uh, Mizuki, and she's always like clocked by like ten o'clock. Like she'll be sleeping, like like a clock. <laughs> When I turned that on, she just immediately like, popped her head up. Oh, and I was, no. like, wide-eyed, like, looking all around the place, like, for a half hour of that oh, episode. I'm like, girl, if you're seeing a ghost right now, you bark. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, have you ever and had I promptly, any, uh, promptly put on shit Any spooky stuff happen? Not personally to me, really, but I've been around some people that have had some crazy stuff happen to them, and I, I believe them. So, uh, yeah, paranormal stuff. Nuts! I love those episodes too. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you guys got stories, send them in. Uh, email us at gemsofhistorypodcast at gmail dot com, or uh, send them to our social medias, which we mentioned earlier. Just search Gems of History Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You should be able to find it. Just look for the logo for the podcast. But we love hearing from you guys. It's super fun to get you guys interactive with this show. So anything you guys have to say, absolutely send it in. Any, even if you don't think it's that that important or that creepy, just send it in. Maybe it'll get featured on here. So, But I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Thank you again to Brandon for uh, joining us for this episode. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks, Brando. <laughs> and thank you, Evan, for that great tale. But no problem. Go donate to our GoFundMe please it's a great cause children's hospital wisconsin's go help some kids i mean it's kind of all i have to say about that and i mean it's... while you're at it just give us five stars like yeah i don't know we deserve it i maybe think maybe we need to do like reverse psychology <laughs> don't give us <laughs> absolutely do not donate to one... help kids get better give us one star don't donate to kids <laughs> <laughs> Be a terrible human yeah. being. <laughs> if we ever like get beef with someone, like they're just gonna like clip that part. <laughs> <laughs> Don't isolate that on you. 
All right, guys. We will talk to you in a week, but I hope you guys all have a good week this week, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, everyone.